Hey, you're listening to Geekologist Radio, part of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. What's going on, everybody? It is the Sea of Thieves last final beta, like bringing actually everything out into the game. Well, most of the stuff, there's a lot of stuff that they got in. We're getting to actually be able to to like experience what this game really is. I, I mean, I'm telling you something. I have a story to tell you where somebody actually craps themselves. <laughs> it's the truth. It's true. It's true. It's true. I think it was recorded. It was actually streamed. So it happened. <laughs> that being said, I am actually in partial pirate gear right now. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hiding, hiding away from my wife. My wife's not not too fond of this stuff, but you know, oh well. See if these is coming, folks, and it is amazing. It is beautiful. It is one of the funnest experiences I have ever had. This game is going to be amazing. I can say that. I've been saying it all along, but I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. But I mean, I'm going to get into that a little towards the end of our first topic. So we're doing our weekly recap. This is, so we're going to hit up some of the news, things and stuff that's going on. I'm going to swing it over to my partner in crime. What's going on, Nick? Sorry if I'm a little hyped right now, but it's been a awesome day. Well, when you talk about somebody crafting themselves on a video game, I think you have to lead with that. You can't bury the lead, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty amazing. I know you'll get into it more, but I need to find out what happened and uh, how that actually happens in Sea of Thieves because I've never played the game before. Uh, I'm not into the beta like you are. I'm not into the garb that you're wearing right now either that you are. <laughs> <laughs> but It's an open beta right now. Everybody can oh, play. <laughs> well, yeah, I just haven't been able to... Uh, I'm not as hyped as it is, as you are for it. Um, I'm definitely going to be a purchaser and a player of the game. Um, the video that you showed me today was uh, pretty great. I like the skeleton just appearing out of nowhere, and you have to fight off. And I could hear somebody yelling, hey, help me, help me, which I, uh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> but I'm glad you didn't bury the lead. we got to start with crap but every time. <laughs> so this week, a couple things happened on the Netflix front that I talked about last week that I was very, very hyped about, and that is Jessica Jones Season 2. I'm so hyped about it that I'm already five episodes in. Actually, I started the sixth episode today. So far, so good. This is a very good season. At this point, the character of Jessica Jones is expanded a little bit. It's She's trying to evolve as a human, not just as a superhero. I really enjoy the evolution of her character. Uh, Trish, her sister, has a lot more to do with this season, and the ancillary characters that were in season one are back in season two, besides uh, Kilgrave, but they're back in season two, and they're better. I like them. I like them a little bit more, especially the lawyer. There's a little bit more things going on in their lives that make them a little bit more compelling. So, so far, so good. I'm really enjoying it, so I'm happy because I loved season one of Jessica Jones. I know you haven't been able to take a, a glance at it yet, have you? No, <laughs> because of other things. <laughs> because of, because of uh, something that you're extremely hyped about. 
<laughs> yeah, just a little. Like I may have stayed up till two in the morning, and then it didn't happen. And then I stayed up until it happened. <laughs> but I get, like I said, don't. Let's get on through everything else because I I can talk about. Gotcha. I can talk about Sea of Thieves for like a lifetime. No worries. Okay, and something else that was released on Netflix this week. I'm a big fan of Love. Uh, season one and two were really good. It's a Jub Apatow uh, direct produced written series. Love, love season three so far is getting a little bit mixed reviews, but I guess the second half of the season is is compelling and good. This is the last season for Love, so everybody check that out. Uh, I want Judd Apatow to make more things for Netflix like this. This little com- uh, you know romantic comedy type things. He's really good at this, and so far so good for the first two seasons. We'll see how uh, season three goes. Anything you've watched this week, movies or TVs wise? I'm just giving you hell. <laughs> uh, Movies-wise and TV-wise, nothing. Uh, well, I've been, I got caught up on, also for this week's episode of The Magician. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, that's right. And I did want to, I do, and, and, you know, and so we'll talk about that. Yeah, one, yeah. That when we're- I was just giving you guff about Sea of Thieves again. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, I will, I will admit to watching Pirates of the Caribbean series twice this last week you are in pirate mode (laughs) i am driving people nuts but you know i can't help it so one other thing that actually i didn't write down damien i kind of forgot about but we have to touch on it we're not going to touch on it as much as we did last week but walking dead season eight second half of the season and the second episode we have episode uh nine now or episode 10 sorry um this is what we wanted from the get after the break. We wanted something to punch us in the farm. And last week I said I was, you know, taking a nap, had a blank in the pillow, was kind of running my mouth about the show. And then this episode drops. And uh, a very compelling episode. Really good. The Rick and Negan conversation about Carl was very touching. And then Negan just jams a knife right into <laughs> Rick's chest. And he twists it, metaphorically, twists it, talking about Carl. I love this episode. It got me right back into the season. It got me right back into being hyped about it. Again, uh, I nothing more I could say about it. I was compelled from start to finish. And the garbage people, not only the Simon taking off on his own and saying, I'm going to handle this because Negan's getting soft. He, he's thinking Negan's getting soft. So this is what I'm thinking. We saw old man Negan. Now I think Simon's going to be the one that's going to be the big kill because he's going off on his own now. And thank God... The garbage people, spoiler, 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 no more garbage people. Thank God for Simon. He saved the show again. I love this guy. And he actually made Judas. uh, She's actually compelling now. Did you see how she broke character and was just speaking English and not into that monotone caveman style? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But she explained why they did it. It was because they- Finally. Finally. Yes. So for me, by the explanation why they were the way they were- it actually made me feel for them. A little bit for Judith. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But she, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it's, she explains, we know why they, it, why, you know, why the dump is the way it is. We know all this stuff about him now. And it just makes that this is good writing. This is what you do. You, you got people pissed off at your writing. What do you do? You find a way to write yourself out of it. And that's what this episode did. They wrote themselves out of, out of complaints because they explain things and the brilliance of using the factor that Carl wrote letters and then using that as the way to jump between characters and tell their oh, tale. Man. Did, how much I mean, did you like when they just popped up on the screen and was like, Simon, 
or Judas. I did. I, I loved, loved it, it, man. I, I don't think they've done I, anything like this before, and it was so good. I mean, that last shot of Judas just laying there above basically the meat grinder, uh, and she's bloody, and she has the white dress on, and the, the camera pans away from her. I was like, yes, this is great. This is Walking Dead the way I want it again. A lot of killing in this episode, a lot of killing of zombies yeah. in this episode, and it was all of one group. You know, spoiler again, but the garbage people are no more. Thank you, God. And I blamed the showrunners last week. Now I'm going to thank the showrunners. <laughs> now, one of the things, one of the things I noticed, like when I was watching this episode and everything, is that I definitely feel that this week's episode could be like the part two of that because there's there's a stack of letters and there's characters that weren't touched on. Correct. That. So I very much feel that we could do that with you know at least one more episode where it's the Carl letters and it winds up baking it kind of like a Carl trilogy to the second yeah. half of the of the season, which actually makes that first episode makes it because the little things like when you're when they did when they said Michonne and you went through and you saw Michonne and you saw her going through and kind of tracing back and you're like oh yeah this is what happened when Carl did that before he died he did this and that started hitting you that made you feel the death that made you feel that stuff I think the showrunners may actually knew that you know, hey, you're not. It's a gamble, but we they're not going to really like this one. But then we can use that, and then we can make them kind of kind of our viewers feel a little bit like assholes because uh, <laughs> now you know, hey guys, guess what? It was all part of a plan. Or podcast assholes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But didn't you feel, even though Carl wasn't around, and because of the letters, we still felt Carl in this episode. Even to the point where, oh, where yeah. Michonne and Rick are trying to leave, and they sit, and Michonne looks back at the little cathedral and it was burning, or the little uh, lunch area that had the uh, little uh, thing above the picnic tables, and and she said Carl liked yeah. to sit on there, and it was burning down, and they ran over there and they're trying to put it out. That hits you right in the feels, man. I mean, that hit you, yeah. and then you see the 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 handprints from the previous episode of him and his sister putting the the blue handprints down on the porch, and Michonne looking at those. I was like, man, that's that was just rough because we, I loved Carl, and yeah, and I didn't like the last week's episode, and then this week pulls me right back in, and they bring out Carl, and Carl is still there, and he's still touching us even though he's gone. I just. I don't know, man. It's a fantastic episode. I, I have a yeah, and I have a feeling if they keep going with this, this is a, Carl was a character that you know because of his place in the story, you know, being Rick's son, you can go back and visit the thought of him, the memory of him, and so by doing that, if it's done through good show writing, we're gonna. I mean, it's gonna be aftershocks of this death, and that's what that's what they said. You know, it's a big death. There's going to be aftershocks. Well, the thing is, none of us really thought after the first episode, like, yeah, no, it's just done. It's one and done. But I think this was the first aftershock. And I think we're going to feel this going forward for a very long time, at least as long as Rick is alive. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I think so. And if we get what I was hoping for is a little time jump, uh, that's going to hurt a lot more not having Carl there. Yeah. So that's that's all we're going to touch on Walking Dead this week. Really good episode. Pulled me back in. And uh, that's pretty much all the TV or movies I've had to really do this week. And my week left, I really haven't been able to play video games, uh, Damien. I've been so busy. Yeah, we had, you know, I had a crazy week. I even had a work day that turned into uh, 
turned into a 24-hour work shift. And I volunteered for it. They didn't make me do it. I volunteered. I, I traded out my next day where I would have had to come in during day shift. And I worked a night shift just because I knew what was going on at work. But it was a little, kind of a little crazy what was going on with that. And no, you were messaging me in the middle of the night and I was going, are you up or are you working? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I, I was at work. But I, I just, there's a uh, social media is a, is a great thing, and this is going to tie into the Sea of Thieves conversation here in a little bit. So we'll keep going, we'll keep moving through, all right, going into the stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm good. That's all I can tell you. I can't stop. <laughs> all right, buddy. Yeah, just the world is a little place. We're going to keep the listeners saying. on the edge of their seat because Damien does have some really cool news coming up here about Sea of Thieves and ancillary players in Sea of Thieves. All right, for the next thing I want to talk about, we're just going to jump into games and a little bit of news about games. First one is PUBG for Xbox players. I'm an Xbox player of PUBG. Damien, I know you play on both uh, PC and, and uh, Xbox. But the Desert Map's been released on PC for a while now, and we finally got it released that in April, we're going to get the Desert Map for the Xbox. I'm super excited for this. I actually have not gotten bored with the map itself in PUBG. I've just gotten bored with the, all the other problems that I've had. The lagging out problems, the rubber banding hasn't been fixed. I'm glad they fixed the car, the cars and nerfed the damage a little bit. That's what I get. I get I'm in a, a group and all of a sudden I'm just frozen or I'm running straight through the middle of the field because I've lagged out. It, it's it's frustrating. I and in this release of them talking about releasing the the new map for April, they also talked about they're going to release new band-aids basically onto the Xbox game and patches to fix some of that lag issue and that timing out issues, which is frustrating. Nice. Yeah. Uh, PUBG for me, the games this week, I actually got a chicken dinner with uh, nice. running with squads the other day. It, the only thing was is that we were running three man squad and in, 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 you know, the, the, the full in the yeah. four man, but and me and one of my partners in crime got taken out pretty early. But and the guy that was the guy that survived, his speakers for his surround sound that he was using were flip flopped, and so we had to be his ears for him. Oh, that's weird. So when he would we he would hear things, he's like, "What side was that on?" Like, turn right, turn right, turn right. So it was it, even though he's the one that took us to victory, it was a team effort because we had to we had to let him know where the sounds were coming from and everything. It was just crazy. One of the things with the update that they did, though, that they when they excuse me when they fixed the car damage, is they also nerfed the car damage that to people. Yes, and you showed me that clip, and that's exactly that's a good point. Yeah, and I didn't know this. I was ready to die. I get hit. this guy comes rushing at me, and obviously he didn't know it either because he crashes into me. I go bounce back. Yep, into a building of a house, and then the car kind of starts to flip. I shoot him once with the shotgun. He gets out and still shooting me. I still got a little bit of health. Managed to hit him again and take him down to the ground. Run over. Add insult to injury. I shoot him a couple more times because I know that he's. I know he's. Yeah, that was just mean. He was already down, and you just completely twelve. You know, twelve gauge shotgun right to his face. And why he's dead already? That's just insult to injury, man. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, I was. I was like, I'm alive, and then I. That was before I knew about the uh, the. He tried to run you over. That. He deserved the third shot. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it was. Did they also show another map that they're working on, which is like an island? Uh, yeah, I think it's what you showing. are correct yeah. on that. And that's supposed to be later in 2018, but so far, what I've read is only being released on PC. Now they might at that point be able to release them on Xbox and PC simultaneously, but I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. 
Uh, it'll it'll come sooner sooner than later. Yeah, I just hope I they mean, keep we'll, we'll fixing the experience on it because if they don't fix the experience on on this game on Xbox, it I know we hit a mass amount of players. It will start to dwindle down as other games come out, like CFDs or Fortnite continues to be actually more popular than them right now. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of that, uh, one of the things with Fortnite actually is that. Fortnite was on Good Morning America, and they were talking, using, trying to use it as a negative thing about violence in video games. I saw, I saw something like that. That was ridiculous. Yeah, they're trying to target Fortnite and all that stuff, and saying the game, you know, kids are spending too much time in front of the screen, all that yeah. stuff. You know, honestly, if you if people have ever picked up the game Fortnite, you've ever played it in the battle royale sense and played it any of that stuff. The fact, the fact, like we talk about hand-eye coordination with kids and stuff like that with other businesses that or other jobs that come up people need to use for i'm sorry if you have the brain to be able to turn around and win these games to be able to build everything you the towers and everything else you need to do on the fly in the game Fortnite, and you're a little kid that let them more power to them these kids are going to go places because these kids the brain power that they're using to be able to think that fast is insane like I can do it sometimes. I I but not like these kids are just able yeah. to do it. The snap, no, my kids you know? are faster than me too on it. I I understand what you're saying. Uh, I just don't like the fact that in 2018 they're still trying to bring up too much gameplay and violence in video games. It's an it's insane. Oh, yeah. It's it ball, a, that drives me nuts. It's insane. It's a dumb argument. They need to stop it. They keep riding that horse, but that horse ended in like 2000. You know what I mean? Mortal Kombat yeah. in 1995 had the same thing when I was a kid. And I've ne- oh, I remember. Yeah, well, of course, you remember it. And have we ever yeah. committed a violent crime because of Mortal Kombat? Nope. No. <laughs> so it's uh, more of a you know health issue, I believe, than a video game issue. Same here. Now if we're going going kind of a little ways with that away away from that, and talking about another game. Just we're taking you know you said PUBG, say Fortnite, Battle Royale. You know, we hear rumors that Red Dead Redemption, or actually now have been confirmed, Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to have a form of Battle Royale. Okay, Battle Royale is a lot of players in one thing. That's that's what it is. You're looking for gear. You're looking for gear, and you're trying, and it's a lot of players, right? That's Battle Royale. Yep. PUBG's 100 players. Yeah, well... And I played this game to try give it a shot to try it out. And I'm gonna I'm gonna actually pick it up. Uh, it's fifteen dollars. So for fifteen dollars, yeah, definitely I'm gonna pick it up. I want to support the company, but <laughs> it's ten players. What what okay? game are you talking about? I am talking about it's an early access right now. It's called the Darwin Project, Ooh. and it's actually kind of ambitious, but it calls itself Battle Royale. Just because you have a gameplay that plays like the Hunger Games, if you're in arena-style combat and the arena shrinks, that that's not Battle Royale. Battle Royale is the big group and then kind of that. And it shrinks down, yeah. But if, it, but, if it's, but if it's just, you know, you go in the game, you look for weapons or whatever to survive, there's, there's a thing, a name for that. I think they called it Deathmatch, Team Deathmatch. Back, you know, back when we were, yeah. back when we sure. were kids, yeah. I think that's what I think that's what yeah. it's called. If it's ten players, don't call it battle royale. So, I mean, it's a survival death match, survival death match, something like that. But it's jumping on the bandwagon, trying to get people to purchase something, and it's misadvertising. And that's something that I like. I played it; it's got potential. 
for 15 bucks, I will support you and see and hope that you you give me something better than the survival battle royale type of game that does not have that has around the same amount of players, you know, that I invested in a while back and it's just which was the not the crew, it was I mean, I can't even remember the name of it now. It but they the developer goes, "Oh, yeah, we're done. The game shipped or but it hasn't shipped because it's not even out of early access yet, but they said that they're done with the game. And this is something that you get. You do early access yeah. games. You do sometimes have the risk of them never being updated or people move on to something else. Like, Hey, this is going to, this one's going to work better for us. I've, I've heard this complaint a lot of times off the steam marketplace or the PC marketplace origin. However you get your games off, off PC is these games come out and they piggyback off of something that is actually a good product but they use a keyword or a phrase to get you to try to buy this product. Like you said, Battle Royale. You're trying to jump on the backs of PUBG and Fortnite right now. And maybe the game is just garbage, but they will get a, make a lot of money off it for making something similar or, you know, like you said, early access, and then they stop working on it. They're almost like uh, now, game developer trolls. Kind of, but, this, but taking it aside, if you take the Battle Royale name away from this game, and you just play it. You get you can download it and you get a two hour trial. It's definitely worth trying for two two, you know, two hours. It's got these octagonal sections, and then the sections randomly close off. You have to like grab wood and other materials to create your upgrades. Each like upgrade right now in the game, you can upgrade your feet. You know you can upgrade things uh, five times each, and this allows you to have better armor or whatever because you're in the cold. And it takes place in the post apocalyptic world. And you're up in the like the snow area. They put prisoners in this to battle each other off. In the advertisements like that that they showed at E3 last year, it was really like, okay, this is awesome. This looks like battle royale. They advertised it as battle royale. It looked like battle royale, and it looked very in depth. They had a shoutcaster along with it and everything. Right now, you can't even. They had a female character and stuff like that in it, right? And you, they had different of ways for you to kind of set up your characters. Right now, it's all the it's all male characters. You can't even be the female avatar, and they just allow you to change the skin tone and hair. That's it right now. But you can get other items. You can lock other items and stuff eventually. Right now, it's a very bare bones, very but bare they're bones giving early you access time. Two hours of free access. Unless yeah, you get a chance to, a, to try out the game. I mean, exactly, that's not bad. And now I play. I played. I played a couple. Oh, you rounds. did? Okay, cool. And yeah, I played a couple rounds, and I see the potential there. I see it. It was fun. I made it to out of ten people. I made it to fourth in my first time time in because I got tracked down. I went invisible. The guy obviously used his options that he had found to elevate his weaponry a lot more than mine. So it has, it definitely has the potential to be a good game. Uh, is it going to have the hype behind her? Is it going to do as well as I thought it would have done had they been able to release closer to E3 after we all saw this before the whole PUBG thing came to Xbox and people were hungry for it? No, I feel like it's like, hey, we're just going to get it out. We're going to try to make what we can off of it. But again, a $15 price tag for this, if I just play it every now and then, as long as there's players to be found, that's, it's worthwhile. That's the problem, this is, yeah. Yeah. Now, this is also one of those games that works with Mixer. This is a Mixer game. 
I wish that they did it for Twitch too, but it's just right now it's just Mixer does things with their, these games. Where if you play this game and you're mix and you're streaming it, or go you know Mixer can be you know people in Mixer can send use points, and they can send players in the game bonus items to help get them leveled up or give them a new weapon or whatnot. Now this also takes a kind of a kind of a key from the canceled Fable game. Mm. That was we worked on where there's like a dungeon master, so you have your players, but there's a there's a there's a master that can, can change things up and move things around to kind of create a better experience. But people can come in and watch these games too. You can log in as a viewer, so you can just view the stuff instead of just play it. So it kind of reminds me if you remember the game on 360, which was really really good, uh, Monday Night Combat. Okay was a great game. This has a lot of feels of Monday Night Combat and hopefully ho- hopefully as time goes on they're able to make it make it sparkle. Right now for 15 bucks, it's it's worth I I will probably spend the money reasonable on it. price point for people to, Re- to reasonable try price it out. point. Yeah. yeah. But you got you can just download it for two for for and play it for two hours and see if it's see even if worth, it's worth up your alley. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, another thing I wanted to touch on is that a big console that came out last year, Damien, that really changed the aspect of gaming and the 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 idea that you need to do 4K gaming. All these big explosion games. It just comes down to this little tiny console called the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch birthday, one year in, man. I'm still a fan. I logged in the other day and was playing a little bit of uh, Zelda. And because I knew it was the one-year birthday, I jumped into the store because I, I heard about this these games being released. And they have 13 games being released this month in the Nintendo store. Little indie games, little $5 games, little $10 games. Great, great thing Nintendo's doing. And not only that, on their one-year birthday... We're announcing some new games coming out that we can look forward to the future. Another Donkey Kong Country game. You know, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Um, that's that's cool. Dark Souls Remastered for Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'm That's something I'd be really, really interested in playing on the Switch. And brand new titles like Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Mario Tennis games, but they're fun. I liked it on the Wii. And I know everybody's talked about the Nintendo Lab with the cardboard cutouts playing into them. I looked into it today, and I've looked into it before, uh, but today I kind of looked and I was reading this article about it. I think everybody should give it some time and see how this comes out because it looks like something really cool for kids to create outside the game, and then they could play with it in the game. So that's something else that we can look forward to. But again, Nintendo Switch's birthday, one year in, great console. Right now on eBay, they're like 20% off. You can find them on brand new sealed, the gray one, I believe was 234 for 224 and then the the neon color ones was 232 and that was coming out that came out this week so check it out when this podcast drops next tuesday check it out see see if it's still out there that'd be a good price point to buy a nintendo switch and right now we still have zelda mario kart mario world mario odyssey i mean just fantastic games to play on the Switch. I know you're behind on that, but <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a Switch yet. So. You, you'll get there, buddy. One day you'll, <laughs> when you get it, you'll eventually. see what I'm talking about. It is really hard to put that thing down, and it's created a lot of new gamers. A lot of people have written how it's brought them back in the gaming because the portability of it, and you could take it anywhere with you. It's beautiful. I love it to death. 
So one more thing we want to touch on before we release the Pirates is that it was revealed, Damien, that one of our favorite games is getting a second game. The Division 2 was renounced. Yes. The... Uh... It was it was interesting. So during my twenty four, one of the interesting things happened. I was one of them. <laughs> during yeah, I was up during the the time that you know all the Europeans are up posting, and this is down. You know, uh, massive is down in New Zealand, and Hamish Bode, he's the uh, community manager for for the division. He starts posting up comments and stuff like that about hey, we just found our we're going through you know some data so that we found. Uh, a save file of the original stream for the division. So I'm like, I wasn't the only one. I hear that I read this. I'm like, man, that sounds an awful lot. Like you're getting ready to announce something. And so someone else actually called him out on Twitter. They're like, hey, that that sounds like you have something to announce. No reply, nothing. And Hamish, it, it, Hamish should like go out of his way to reply to you. So th- that's like, okay, that's strange. And then the no no sooner than I'm on my way. This is just a matter of a couple hours. I'm on my way home. I look on Twitter, and then actual uh, a Fout uh, calls or DMs me in Discord and says, "Hey, uh, did you see?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm reading it right now." Division two has been announced. Incredible! I'm super and, hyped for this man. And they deserve it. They did, you know, Massive deserves this because they have weathered the game like you know and some of the fan you know the the fan this is a this is a great thing for the fans who weathered out through a lot of the a lot of the issues and the discord that that was brought on because of you know they advertise as one thing and then they they originally weren't able to meet what they advertised as but the game is what they advertised as and then some oh 100 percent for people that have not jumped back into the vision uh it is complete would you say it's almost a completely different gameplay at this point? It, it is a completely different game because it's, I mean, it's it's Diablo with guns now. Yeah, and that's kind of what it originally it was was marketed as, but we never really got that as to the degree that we have now. And it's just every weekend they you know or you know, a lot of the times you know they, they're setting up and they have new content coming out all the way all through the time. basically. Yeah. Basically, there's going to be content to keep you playing the division, all the way up to division two. Division two, and this is a company like Bungie that actually listens to their fans, because I remember when I was tapping out was when the Dark Zone was getting tiresome, and that's the only place that you could get like the really new gear, and you would just have these squads of people coming through and just basically, you know, terrorizing you and stealing all your loot and taking all your new equipment that you found. And that's kind of the time I tapped out. Now, all everybody on our Discord is talking about how it, it's it's back. This game is back. It's beautiful. The new the all the new content they've added into it. Well, the division should should get this, and they deserve they deserve the fans that have hung in here and the fans that have dropped out. Come back in. Come back in now. Come back in and start playing division now. Play until division two comes out. You won't be, you won't be say you will be satisfied. That's what I'm trying to say. And the other thing is, is there's actually incentive. That's what back. I was trying to get to. And I was stumbling over my words there, <laughs> Damien. And I just came up with satisfied at the end there. So there's that. <laughs> I, I, I figured that's what you're going for. Yeah. So if you come back to the division right now, they have already stated that they will find a way they're, they're going to figure it out. It's not going to be something like, you know, where they say destiny, they're like, Hey, 
your guardian is going to be your guardian all the way through, which had they allowed us to bring stuff from one game to the next, I would not have probably changed my guardian up a little bit. Instead, when we went to the next one, I kind of altered him a little bit. It was like, nah, I need to change my way I look. <laughs> because, you know, it, it I didn't have that connection. From the first. Division, yeah. yeah. And Division is saying, we are going to do that. Yeah, they're saying that you'll be able to transfer some of your progress from the original game to Division 2. Uh, no, not sure how that's going to work, but we do get a full reveal in the coming E3 of 2018. Yeah, that's that's exciting, man. That's really exciting. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Division. Uh, I I'm I'm a big fan of Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Uh, but uh, this is exciting stuff. This is exciting news. And I didn't know about yeah. it. Actually, Damien had to let me know before I started the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean good good things good things are coming to i mean if you're a game like I, I say it a lot there's certain times of the year when if you're a gamer it's a good time to be a gamer and it's not just christmas nowadays like you got you got the august through march time period that are typically like the major it's awesome to be a gamer time but you got companies that are making their own dates now. You don't have to just sit there and be like, oh, you know, this is when this game's coming out. No, there's lots of games coming out all across the board to keep you busy, keep you entertained. I mean, a game that I was really happy, you know, I that was a precursor kind of to Destiny, and it was like the first MMO on like the 360. Well, aside from the first Final Fantasy MMO, but this one was Defiance. When I was at PAX West, they were advertising Defiance. I'm like, why? I was like, excited to see a Hellbug at there because I was a big fan of the TV show and sci-fi. I liked the concept of characters going from the TV show to the game. It was a really good experiment. It was a neat experiment. Well, they actually have managed to make, you know, have through that they have had enough support. And then I also, I, I also say that this is probably because of Destiny too. There's the why this is actually happening, but Defiance 2050, the second chapter, as well as a remastered, all you know, mastered way of being set up for free to play, is now coming uh, out on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Nice. And that's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, for that's it. awesome. And they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. If you played before, there will be rewards for you when you when you start out. And I'm I'm glad for that because. I bought the collector's edition with the messenger bag and the statue and all that stuff. That was 140 bucks back in the day when it came out. I, so yeah, thank you for for giving me something a little bit back. That'll make me at least a little happier to to jump back in. Game developers that let you pull stuff from you know first game to second game or second game to third game. It's a beautiful thing. I love it when they do it. It doesn't matter what game it is. It's not even a game I'm interested in, fine, but it's good for the fans. It's good to have that attachment and the feels from the first game and all the time you put into it to pull it into the second game or third game. I, I love that stuff. It's great for gaming. So now, now, unless you have another game you want to talk about, Damien, I'm just going to release the Pirates, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... so- so I stay up this 24-hour time thing, and I and I have a couple other Twitter accounts that I use. One that's for this this kind of podcast slash storytelling thing that we're going to be doing. We're going to tell the stories of people's, you know, that people have been posting in the forums and all that stuff. There's a few of us that are getting involved in this. So I'm tired. I'm I'm, but I'm I use that Twitter and I talk on that Twitter 
as a pirate. Now, I get a lot of reaction, not as many followers on it, but I get a, a lot of reaction to it. Like, who's this crazy guy? Yeah, kind of, <laughs> but then they start asking. They're like, oh, hey, you know, they start joining in. Uh, there's a few stars that are, you know, really, really big fans of Sea of Thieves. And you find out after you talk to these people that, you know, through a few tweets, and things like that, you just find out how decent, decent, just down to earth people they yeah. are. Uh, one of the ones I'm talking about right now happens to be Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> and when you told me this, this is incredible because Freddie Prince is a huge, huge, huge star. And Freddie Prince Jr., no, I'm not taking anything away from him, but his father was this huge, huge character and for a short time. I know he passed away at an early age. But for Freddie Prince Jr. to start tweeting you about Sea of Thieves, I was like, dude, this is huge, man. This is really crazy huge. Yeah, I mean, it was just two of us. It was just two people that were talking about methods of uh, attacking ships and things like that on one of his posts. And before you know it, we're trading gamer tags and all that stuff. And I, I was supposed I would have had a chance to play with him this morning. I actually passed out. I messaged Boo. him and told him, "Hey, hey!" But I mess, hey, but I messaged and told him, "Hey, get on it. It's live right now." And he goes, oh, "As soon as I get the kids out, as soon as I get the kids out to school, I'm on it." And he was, he was on it most of the day. Uh, I you know, I joined up with some of the other people. Uh, we have like because of this post, I actually went in and joined, jumped in on my other on my regular Twitter and started posting up there. And I gave my gamer tag out. And I've had so many people come in and invite me. Like I have a developer from Bethesda that that jumped on and said, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm 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 part of the development team I, of, of some of the Bethesda games. Uh, another one from Bethesda, a tester from Bethesda." Adam, he goes, hey, I need, I, I want a lively crew, and you just seem like you're really lively. You seem really, Adam, you know, happy about the game, which you know, yeah, I you am. are. I'm extremely, extremely happy about this game. He, he was correct I mean, on his I mean, assessment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's me. I am extremely happy about this. I, I mean, I talk like a pirate when I'm playing most of the time. Uh, if it's someone that I haven't played with in a while. Uh, I jumped in like today. I jumped in uh, with a with a clan uh, game yeah, uprising member, uh, Chili Red Death, and I haven't played with him in quite a while. And it's funny because I'm so used to these guys' names and talking to them in in our chats and stuff like that that I forget that I usually just played and joined in groups that they were a part of, and I hadn't added them yet as a friend. So then I'm like, oh my god, hey, I haven't added you. So I'm like, I feel like an, a jerk, but I get them added and stuff. And we get in the game, we're playing. So this is going to go into the crap myself thing. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we're going in. The beta allows you to do quite a few different things. The sound effects they have put in are great. HDR, high dynamic range lighting is now in the game. So I get to see what it looks like in 4K, which is and brilliant. What you showed me was very, very beautiful. Yep. And that wasn't 4K. That was 1080. That, that was 1080? Was recorded ah, 1080. That still was really, yeah. that still was very beautiful, man. <laughs> That's the thing. This game on a they made this game so that it would look great on a potato, is what they said. <laughs> so that that is what they that's what they tested it on the on the computer on the crappiest computer they had. They wanted it to still look good, and it does. And I mean, it's just they are such a great company. They did Rare did a also released the same day that I was doing that that launch that long stretch of work. They also released their uh, behind the scenes story which was really cool to see stuff and, and what's the, what's cooler is that you know i've met a couple of these people and I had a chance to talk to them at pax and knowing their 
enthusiasm that was there. And then getting to see that as they're working on things at the com- at the company in their barns, as that they call them. And they're actually are barns. They're like barns that are built into offices, which is really, really neat. It this company looks I mean, when you hear the stories of going to visit, it sounds like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. That would be awesome. That when you see them walking through it, it feels like you're watching. I mean, there's everybody seems so happy to be doing what they're doing. That is a great, that's a great thing. Especially like, I mean, it, that makes, that makes me, it's like, Hey, you know, the consumer, I'm like, you guys do the stuff that you need to do. You guys come out with any, pretty much anything for this game. I'm going to toss money at it because I want to support. Not only do I want the items, yeah. but I want to support you guys doing your thing. They have a comic that's coming out. I have a theory. I have a theory about this comic. <laughs> okay. I'm, I know I'm bouncing away from the story of the pooping, <laughs> but it'll get there. I have a theory. I want the crap. So we know. I know. You're going to get the crap. We 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 had So one of the original uh, founding members of Geekologist Radio was Mike Edwards, a.k.a. Abstracticus. He's one of the guys that got to go visit Rare. Now, Joe Neat is the executive producer of Sea of Thieves. And when you watch him talk and everything, you can see that he's kind of got, I, I feel like he's got a couple tells. Now, I've only interviewed him, I've interviewed him once, but I've watched almost all his interviews and stuff. And I'm just kind of, and part of the thing I do for a living is I kind of, you know, I have to te- be able to tell when people say one thing means something else or, you know, be able to kind of paint a picture of the things behind the scene, what's going yeah. on, in order to write my reports and stuff that I do uh, for the hospital. So watching this stuff, I, I have a theory. My theory is that he talked during this interview. He says, "Yeah, he goes where you know they asked him about immortalizing players, you know, becoming legend. You know, they've already immortalized a lot of players for doing some crazy things and and uh, writers and stuff like that. In the game, you'd see their gamer tags or their name or you know that's a tavern named after one guy or you see a skeleton with something that's referencing somebody else outside of the game. And they plan to keep on doing this stuff. But he said that Rare is doing something that we've never done before." And it's going to be really big, and we're going to announce that very soon. That's going to immortalize some really key members in the community. First thought I get is those guys who got to go and play the game first. They're going to do something for them. Well, they released the cover to the first issue of the Sea of Thieves comic. And if I didn't know any better, I would look at that comic's cover Seeing the guy smiling, grabbing at the treasure, his beard, and just general face. Now, they did do a little more pirate wonkiness to it, is what they call wonkiness. Pirate wonkiness is what they call things. But I would say that if you knew who Mike Dreadswords instead of Edwards Abstracticus is, that's him on the cover. That's crazy cool, man. I'm drawing a line in the sand, and I am saying... Rare put those guys in a comic, and I'm I'm gonna buy the comic. Like a Jeff, Jeff. That um, sounds like and that, then, that sounds uh, like a cool book, though. Just, just it does. Yeah. yeah, the comic. There's also a lore book that's gonna be coming out that I gotta nice. get because I'm also gonna be talking about the lore and stuff like that on this other some of my other side projects and things. And then uh, there's there's the art book, which is from Dark Horse Comics. Yep. Which we're gonna take care of something with that. We're gonna definitely go down there. Dark Horse Comics located in, in Dark Horse Comics located in Milwaukee, in, Oregon. Yes, yep. and so we're gonna make sure we go over there. And I actually have the edit contact information for the editor of that book and most of the other 
he does most of the gaming books that they put together. Beautiful. Going away from from just that craziness and just the fact of just seeing how awesome it is for everybody who wasn't into the wasn't on Xbox Insider or just everybody else getting involved on the PC and everything and getting out and playing this game. I love the fact to see that people are understanding. They're seeing that the game, because what's happening is you got these players that have been playing the game since like the second, the first alpha, the second alpha, like me, that are actually getting opportunities to play with these fresh players. And instead of just saying, we're going to mow you down, we're offering parlay. You're being friendly pirates. You're like, hey, you shot at us. I can sink you right now. I'll tell you what, let me see your treasure. Don't hide anything from me or I'm going to sink you and take it all. Bring out your treasure on the front of your deck. Mind you, little sloop, big boat. Big boat, galleon, little sloop. I could be in the little sloop and I'm going to take you down. I'm, I am I, I can do that. But not when they're that, that close. That close, it's like, okay, you know what? Whatever, take whatever, please don't. If you're <laughs> going to give me any items, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have it. These guys... You know, they come up, they bring up all their treasure. You know what? I'm starting to think, you know what? This is their first try at this game. I've had opportunity to buy items. And yeah, there's a lot more items in this beta. And I want to see what they look like on my, on my character. But I'm like, eh, guys, go ahead and have them. My crew wasn't too happy with, with the idea. But after I explained it, they were okay. You're being a friendly pirate for the seas. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was one of my first games. Uh, that I, that Or first crews that I ran with. So then I got, got in with the clan, man. I got in with uh, Chili Red Death. He's from Uprising. And we're running around just having a good old time, but we like, so, so yeah, the, uh, the skull forts are like raids similar to that of destiny. Each skull fort has a different style that you're going to have to figure out how it works in order to get through the waves of skeletons to trigger the main skeleton captain to take them on. Okay. But you got to figure out how it's kind of a puzzle. You figure out. If I run this way, you got to figure out how you're going to take that on. If depending on how many pirates you got there, so if you think you only have a crew of four and you're taking it on, it's going to take you a while. But you got to figure out how to do that. We had a crew of two, <laughs> two pirates, and we're like, "Yes, let's do this." He is brand new to Sea of Thieves. I am not, but I'm like, I am new to this. Let's do it. Let's go try. Yeah, so. Those pirates are like snipers. You cannot get in close to the island because of the cannonballs flying and they just sink you. So we parked, or I parked, ha, we dropped the anchor way outside of the range of their fire, took the cannon and shot ourselves in as far close as we could and then would get going through and we would try to get onto the island to try to figure it out how we were going to get in closer to things, start figuring out the mechanics of it, which we did this for two hours. Each time we did this, we'd go in the water, and there's a shark chasing after us. And we would start screaming. Well, Chili has a little son that is watching us. And this is what's great, guys. This game is rated T for Teen. It, sure, it has guns. It has sword fighting. It has all that stuff. But it's kind of more like a friendlier version of Pirates of the Caribbean. Your kids can watch it, and your kids are going to feel like they're watching a Saturday morning cartoon. You're playing it, and you're feeling like you're in Pirates of the Caribbean. Perfect, perfect mix right here, okay? You know, it's it's great. You don't need a ton of... You don't need blood and gore. You know when you see the skeletons are stabbed, you know they're stabbed. If a person gets run through, you know they get run through. But instead of just going, uh, 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 and dying, they turn into, fade away into this mystical ghost thing. And then they come back through uh, through the ship of the damned and they, they're able to appear back. 
it's all this kind of thing that happens. Because so just so you know, Sea of Thieves actually takes place. It's three different separate seas that exist in our world. It's like Bermuda's Triangle, except for we just don't know how to get there. But when you find it, you you know that's the new golden age of piracy. It's once you find the Sea of Thieves. So it's that's what makes up. They're able to use kind of stuff from outside, you know, in reality, and pull it in to the Sea of Thieves, and the Sea of Thieves is three seas that make up this, like, Bermuda's Triangle of Rare, which is just great. The The, the character creator thing, I spent an hour on it, then it, it wound up accidentally picking a different character for me. Sucked, but I got to see just how in-depth this thing goes. I know when the game launches, I'm going to spend probably two, three hours until I get the perfect pirate for me. <laughs> but I love the fact that everybody looks different. Regardless if you have the same haircut, beard, facial hair, you will be a different pirate. There will be nobody that is exactly the same. So everybody will be as unique as you and I. That's cool. That's really cool. And that is that is one. So now I understand how they're doing it. At first, I didn't like it. Now I understand it. But someone better not be able to make a cooler looking pirate than me. <laughs> if I spend all that time in and someone goes on their first spin and they're like, hey, I, I like that guy. And he looks better than me. I'm going to... Making We're gonna have some making characters takes me a while too. I want to make sure it yeah. looks perfect. You're still dropping the headline here, buddy. Okay, so we're jumping in, and I talked about the sharks. Yeah. I talked about the sharks, and the little his son. You can hear him talking. He's like, "Daddy, no, the sharks are scary, and they're going to bite you." And like we're just sitting there, like we're because we're screaming high pitch, like no, the sharks get away, get away, get away. You know, both of us are screaming. We're turning around, trying to fight and protect each other, trying to get to shore so we can survive, so we can try to solve this little mystery and get inside and start taking on these waves of skeletons. Even though the skeletons outside are just taking us out left and right, we're just like beating our heads against the brick wall, but we're just doing it. Hey, we're fun. Let's keep doing it. Well, we can. <laughs> we're going and we launch ourselves, and this one time there's two sharks coming, and, and like. And it caught us off guard because we was like, hey, like we're almost to shore. There's nothing going to get us. I'm like, I'm like, hey, uh, Chili, can you look behind me? And he turns around and I look, I go, no, there's a shark, there's a shark. And I turn around, there's a shark. And we both squealed. And then all of a sudden, I hear, oh, no. Oh, no. And he goes, yeah, daddy. Uh, daddy. <laughs> I, I, uh-uh. And he's like, oh, man, you did, didn't you? <laughs> the shark. Like it just coincided at the same time. The shark scared poop out of the little young lad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey man, I go, I go. Rare scared the poop. Out of <laughs> but uh, just having having little kids. I mean, we you know we have you know we're like a family gaming group, and having little kids watching this thing and feeling like, and they're talking about these characters. They see it and they start thinking of things. You know, like you know, you know. Like the char- the characters from the, the animated shows that they watch. So Rare has won on so many levels right now because this is a game you can play and you're not going to get yelled at because you're playing that violent game in front of your children by by your missus or, you know, or whatever, your significant other. You, you know, your kid's going to sit there and your kids are going to, this is something your kids are going to want, want to watch you play. They're going to want to play it too, yeah. but they're going to want to watch you play as well. And they're going to be like, hey, play. And you're like, oh yeah, don't mind if I do. I'm spending time with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it was just an awesome experience. Great fun. I look forward to diving in a little bit after I get off work tomorrow and exploring more within 
the 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 skull forts, and just exp- this world that they that they're bringing us, it's not something that's yo I level up I level up I level up I do this. It's jump in, experience it, live in it, and that's what you're doing. You, things might get to the point where like oh I've already done this a bunch of times. Yeah, you have, but every time there's opportunity for things to be different because there's going to be so many players playing this. And it's all in how you play it. You are given a playground to be a pirate, so be a pirate. Don't you know? Don't don't shun jumping all in and going in full character because it is fun. And the more you do it, the more other people do it. And then in closing, I was gonna say one of the last things that I did when I was going. We were on a sloop. It was just me, and uh, so. The last little bit, we were, in, we were in the sloop, which is the one or two man boat. And I was running around with Zephrax. Now, Zephrax was the one that was started up a conversation with Freddie Prince Jr. on Twitter about the T or about the black powder battering ram, putting it at the front of the boat. And I, I came up and go, hey, but have you done the depth charge? And that's what created this whole conversation, you know, between everybody was talking about Sea of Thieves and all that stuff. And it just turned into, you know, that's eventually me getting his gamer tag and whatnot, and you know trading gamer tags, which was really cool. But I was playing with with uh, Zephrax, and we go in and we're we're just like, hey, we'll be nice. That that galleon's going away from us. We're not going to try to shoot him. And also, hopefully, he doesn't try to shoot us. These guys turn to shoot at us. <laughs> you don't shoot at us. Both of us are are second. You know, we're we're second alpha players. We've been playing this thing for over a year. We're in a sloop. We sunk the hell out of that galleon. Nice. And then doubled back and took their treasure that floated to the top. <laughs> they were not ready for it. Because the sloop, uh, your cannon, I, I, I'm not even sure if it if this is true, but I, or if we're just that good with our timing. But the cannon, we can load really fast. But the way that we... Uh, and then Zephrax, he, le- he uh, raised up the our our sail so that we would go in a little bit slower. So I was just keeping right at the same pace because the sloop's faster. So he put me at the same pace with them. So I just had time just to pepper because I sit lower. It's easier to get that lower in the water shot. Yeah. So I'm just hitting them right across, just constantly. I have 10, 10 cannonballs right across the side, across it, then going back and doing it again. And then we started to look behind us because we're going to go back and go after him. And then they sunk and we're like, so we went back and we finished them off in the water to add insult to injury, but they're floating there. <laughs> And we took the treasure. And you're f- yeah, I mean, you're full of insults of injury this week, buddy. <laughs> I, I am, but I mean, this was this was piracy, and it, it wasn't us. It wasn't anybody being jerks. But the thing that got it got, got them is the entire time I'm in character screaming at them. I wasn't before until they started shooting at me. Then the then I started going into full character when I jumped into the water and chased after him and took him out with a sword or cutlass in the water. I'm like the entire time I'm talking to them, and they're just like going, "What?" Like it confused them. <laughs> they sat for a second. They're like looking back and forth, like trying to figure out what's going on. And it's great because I mean they don't expect that, but I know that when this game launches, you're going to see so much more of that. Streamers like Captain Jack Sparrow, streamers like Burke Black. Uh, you know, there's all these stream. You know, even uh, uh, even my my friend Bast underscore fifty will role play into games sometimes. And so you can't help but do it. And when you do, it just takes it to another level. 
And uh, I, I, I fully expect when I play this game with you to, for you to do it as well. I mean, we already got nicknames. Uh, you you are Saintless Nick, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> I didn't know that, no. And I don't have a, yeah, I don't have were, a good pirate voice, though. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. You're Saintless Nick. So you, cause you, and then uh, our Gilbertus, which is our my, my brother, yep. your brother-in-law, uh, he made the mistake of having our niece get on the mic when playing and she was just giggling everything she jumped off to try to hug a shark <laughs> didn't end well we all trying to save her because she jumped off to try to hug, hug a shark with a treasure chest she picked <laughs> up she's like ah and we're like no <laughs> so he is bosun giggles haha <laughs> 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 jacob <laughs> until until things change when other names come across you do some other feat something like that we will give you a different name so if you run with us you run with the guys from Geekologist Radio Uprising. Just know you will be given a pirate name. And anytime you play with us, we will call you by that pirate name until you do something to elevate yourself outside of it. Or maybe do something that just takes over that. So if I ever, like, you know. that's That sounds like the, that's going to be the community of CFEs. Is in character, pirate names, you know, beer chugging, rum drinking, you know. Stealing of stealing oh, yeah. of of stealing of uh, treasure chest type of game, hugging sharks if if need be, if that's what you will. Uh... A shark, but hey, I'm the one that st- that has the rules and everything set up for drunken shark pu- shark punching league. So <laughs> if I can get other other teams to go into on it, we're definitely going to be doing it. It's just getting it out there, getting it out in the forums. Now we're so close to launch and actually making it happen. I've been saying it from the very beginning of no notes of these. Shark I was going to create I was, I was going to create drunken shark punching <laughs> league. It's the fight club of sea of thieves. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> and on that note, I'm putting the pirate back into the dead man chest. He is sealed up for okay. this week. And SOT, which is sea of thieves, is being released when Damien? March 20th. Ooh, March 20th. That is coming up. And you can see the hype that Damien has behind it. And it's not just him. He talked about Freddie Prince Jr., other people on Twitter. Uh, the devs have been talking to him. This is going to be huge. And we're going to dive a lot into this game when it comes out. So please pick it up. Get on board. Uh, we do. We we will eventually have a have the interview with the de- uh, with Joe. Joe Neat. Yeah. It's just right now. Right now, everything is so crazy. Of for course, them right now. it's everything. He has is, to get this they, perfect before it's released, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And what's the price point? Are we talking? About? Is it fifty nine ninety nine? Fifty nine nine fifty nine ninety nine. Beautiful. And they they deliberately, uh, Craig Duncan said, uh, you know, we weren't going to do a console. We weren't going to do anything special because we chose against it event, uh, towards launch, because we want this to be the most accessible game, uh, to everybody, and in order to do that, it's I mean. They're the ones that brought forward the uh, the the game uh, not games with gold but the Game Pass, and now you're seeing it's going to be launching on Game Pass. So even if you're even if you're still sitting on the side side deck and you're like, I don't know, pay ten bucks, thirty day think view it as a thirty day rental. Yeah. Then if you like it, if you like it. You get a discount when you purchase it digitally. Yeah, I didn't know that, so that's pretty cool. That is a good point to put out there. So if people are on the, you know, you're on the side of sideline, not really sure if you want to jump in to see if these ten dollars for the first month for a Game Pass, and I've seen a lot of things online where you can get the first thirty days free. Then you can download Sea of Thieves or any other game on Game Pass. Check out Sea of Thieves, see if you like it, and then, like Damien said, you get a discount on the game for digitally. That's a great deal. I don't see how you pass that up, man. Can't. 
All right, at this point, we're going to move on to something that we will call in this segment rumors. I know Damien spoke about different segments that we're call out, and he's going to come out with cool little sound effects for all of these things, aren't you, Damien? <laughs> that's what I'm working on. That's, uh, that's been, that is the, where, I mean, I, I actually learned a little bit today, kind of talking with Fouts and stuff like that about transitions to try to get the sound effects also into the live episode. And when doing the sound effects in live episode, however, if they don't come out as crisp, I will redo them. We will work on it. It's a a work in progress. Uh, Another thing we could do, Damien, is do like Walking Dead did. And just on the live episode, just put out rumors like Walking Dead did. Simon, I thought that was really cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we could. For this week, I'm going to talk about Kevin Feig. Kevin Feig runs the MCU universe for us. And in the Entertainment Weekly interview, he kind of confirmed that in the next two Avengers movies, there could be a major death of one of these characters that we've kind of been with for the last t- 10 years. His quote is, people will always jump to this or that, he said. Not necessarily what we're talking about. I mean, I could always list off the characters that we've killed in our movies that haven't come back. But the big ones, which I know they're looking at, I would just say yes. People need to be careful what they wish for. Now, out of major characters, Damien, and we've talked about several times how Captain America's mantle has been held by different individuals, uh, Bucky, Falcon. What? How would you feel if Cap is the one to hit the ground? Or maybe you mentioned it before the show. What if it was Iron Man, somebody that we've been with for you know ten years now, and it probably won't be in Infinity War one. It'll probably be in Infinity Wars two. If somebody that major. But I mean, it could happen. Uh, I just because of how much Captain America means to my son alone, I, I don't want it to be Captain America. Yeah. Like, I was ready. I was ready during Civil War. Civil War, I'm like, okay, I know it. He's gonna die. They'll bring him back by the Infinity Stone. You know, I, I was ready. I was ready. Okay, kill him off. I'm. I, I can handle it now. And then then they didn't. So now I can't. Now 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 they had their chance. They didn't follow the Civil War from the comics. So. I, I can't. Don't don't kill off Kappa now on me. Don't do it. I mean I mean I love Tony Stark, but it's like I've been to Wakanda. I I took a vacation there. Yeah. I love Wakanda. I feel that the team's in good hands now. Tony, I love you to death. But Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You know so I'm just saying. So in the common books Tony, we, we die, spoke about how Suri became Black Panther on her own in the common books. So, but I I do see your point. We don't follow the comic book so much in the MCU universe. So, a major character, and we know Tony's not coming back. Well, I'm sorry, Robert Downey Jr. is not coming back after Avengers: Infinity War Two. He has stated this several times, unless he pulls like a Hugh Jackman that we're kind of seeing on the rumor side of things. But if it was Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark to hit the dust, and we have Suri come out as the new Iron Man. I would be extremely excited for that. Even though it's a completely different storyline, I really don't care. Be- yeah, neither do I. I mean, it was her character is so amazing and so well written. Yep. And the actress is just so good She's at great, it yeah. that it's like I, I would be stoked. I would be stoked. I mean, because it's not just saying I would go to watch it because I want my daughter to see another female superhero. It's I would go to watch it strictly because you know you're going to get action. You know, you're going to get 
humor and it's going to just be entertaining at all, all hell do i think that they would just have it just be her no i definitely think that she would have her sidekick stuff like that yeah uh, maybe war maybe war machine would have a more active role in being like a mentor kind of figure i could see a hawkeye i could see a scarlet witch even though she's a newer character um, that not really Scarlet Witch herself because she's so big in the MCU, uh, outside of, in the comic books or X Men world, she's so large. I could see something of like that. Uh, if it was Tony Stark and Suri took over and Suri added vibranium to the Iron Man suit, that would be amazing, dude. <laughs> I can see your eyes right now, but think of the possibilities. That would be crazy. The Hulk Buster vibranium. I oh the my Hulk god, Buster suit no. with vibranium on it. <laughs> Oh my that's god. That's a mono that, that's, mono match that, I would like to see, man. All right, well the next rumor, it's not really a rumor, <laughs> but is that New York Times is is reported that Netflix is pursuing a new series with Barack and Michelle Obama. Uh format and length has not yet been decided yet. Uh but I another great move by Netflix. Obama is still polarizing figure and, you know, so is Michelle Obama. In the United States or across the world, actually. They're both very polarizing. And we talked about it outside the show because David Letterman has a new uh, talk show on Netflix. And he's only doing five guests. And Howard Stern is one of them because I listen to Howard Stern. And he actually recorded the his show last week. But Obama was the first one. Then I believe George Clooney was the second one. But Obama was the first one. And maybe that started the the train roll, you know coming downhill of him seeing how the Netflix show is done. And we know Netflix is ran very great. Uh, very great. That's horrible. I thought I just said very well, very well, very, well. very great. Ugh. But maybe that helps start the discussion with Netflix and the Obamas. I, I would love to see this. I, I think this is another great move by Netflix. How many eyes, you know, how many eyes were on the David Letterman episode? Yeah, a lot. I mean, it was yeah, yeah, it was insane. Like I, I put that one on, and my wife never watches a show. No matter how much she's into the show, she never watches a show without having her phone up because she's always saying, "I have to multitask." She didn't multitask. She watched the whole thing. You know, that was the thing is about it is that I was captivated as a child by, uh, <laughs> this is gonna make by uh, by Reagan. When Reagan came on, granted, there was a little bit different back then because you couldn't watch anything because every channel was the president talking. But he was an actor, so he was polarizing. He was actor, yeah, yeah, he was very good at yeah. uh, public speaking. Yes. Yeah. So when he would come on, it's just like I was a little kid and I was glued to the I was glued because he just yeah I understand I yeah. wanted to, I, I wanted to watch that. It's the same kind of same kind of thing here, and so I'm just I'm I'm excited about when it. when Obama's talking and I'm listening. He has great things to sing, say. He is really well at talking around the room when he's doing public speaking. He can hold everybody's attention. Just Netflix is amazing. They do great things, and this is just gonna be on Netflix again. Ah, they're so good. They do great moves. And they're not afraid. They're not afraid of making moves, and that's the big thing. About and they're it. not afraid of spending money. Just you know, alter carbon. We see it in that in that series alone. You know, or bright. We yeah. see it there. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about, rumors wise, is the Joker standalone film. This has been rumored for what since Suicide Squad, or even before Suicide Squad has been rumored. But I believe it yeah. kind of picked up after Suicide Squad came out. Todd Phillips' yeah. planned Joker origin movie. 
is going to portray the Batman arch nemesis as a failed 1980s comedian. Now, we've seen this story arc before in the comic books. This is a weird way to go for this, but I understand it. Pulling it out of the complete DC universe, getting it away from Justice League, getting away from Wonder Woman, getting away from the new Aquaman movie that looks like it's going to be great, getting it away from all of these things and still being able to make a Joker movie, I think that's a good move. Pulling it away from all of those ancillary movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like it. I like the move. Uh, him as a comedian, you know, it fits right into, you know, the 1982 Kings of Comedy movie with Robert De Niro as a deluded comedian. I could see it. It'd be cool if Robert De Niro was younger, could play that role. But uh, Martin Scorsese also it will be a producer on the film. And he was the one that directed the Kings of Comedy film with Robert De Niro. So that makes sense. Uh, Martin Scorsese also said that he would never touch a superhero film. So maybe this is going to be a little bit darker and more creepier than, you know, you know, uh, a normal MCU or DC video or movie. I mean, well, here's the thing. The actor that's being sought after to take on the role, yeah. being Joaquin Phoenix, being so close to take on yeah. that. We know that he's a method actor and yeah. we've seen what method act. We've seen two different iterations of the Joker through method acting, you know? Yeah. One, the, the first Heath Ledger's being just phenomenal. And it's even getting a nod in uh, Ready Player One. He's one of the dancers in it. Uh, CGI, obviously. But then there's also, then there's Jared Leto's. And Jared Leto's, had we actually been able to see what he did instead of having it all cut, probably would have had us... Like know, it a little bit more, as, yeah. Because the, the yeah. cut scenes when they were released are actually pretty great. Yeah, but because we didn't have so much of him, he seemed like this. He seemed such like a like a like a neutered Joker. Yeah, um, I agree with that. It wasn't it wasn't what it was. Now Joaquin Phoenix, he's gone through the part like even with failed, I quit acting documentary Ugh, film. You yeah. know that he just put on a ton of weight and just did all this stuff. You know that stuff he's willing to do, for a role. So it'd be just. Know, knowing what he's willing to do for a role and knowing what that he is a really good actor, that he does have, he, he can put in the emotion stuff behind something, I'm down to see him as the Joker. I think it's... And he's got those... Yeah, I think that... He's got those... Go ahead. No, go ahead. go ahead. I'm talking over you. He's got those really deep uh, smile lines. Oh, the facial lines, yeah. And so for him, they accentuate that with the scarring or any type of makeup... It's going to be creepy as hell. I can see him as a 1980s comedian trying to make it on the circuit in L.A. I can see Joaquin Phoenix doing that. And I would think they would put this in L.A., but maybe it's Gotham, they say it is, or, you know, whatever yeah. whatever the place they want to put it at. Because if it's an origin story, maybe he hasn't made it to Gotham yet. Uh, but Joaquin Phoenix seems like a good choice for this um for this standalone film now if we're doing a joker into a new batman series i don't know if i'd feel the same way about it but i do like it in this standalone film itself if we're doing another suicide squad movie uh i don't i don't know how i'd feel about it i think i would stick with jared leto there i don't is that's one thing though that actually bothers me it's like if i see if so, if I see him t- do a take on the Joker and he and he knocks it out of the ballpark, 
I'm going to want him to be the Joker. I'm not going to want someone else to be it. I want, I'm going to want who is really good as the Joker be the Joker. Regardless of storylines, regardless of all that stuff. I mean, we do know at the one point in the storyline of the Joker that Joker cut off his damn face. <laughs> yeah. And and so much that, that, I mean, at one point it was Roddy. It was kept in Gotham in the police department, the police tower. And got it. You know, Arkham had it on, you know, in like this solution. And then Joker's daughter actually got in got it and cut her own and then cut her own face and stitched I, the rotting that was a weird storyline yeah that was a weird it really yeah. was it really was but i mean we've ta- i talked about it in the past because of that storyline the joker could be played by anybody because you can change the face okay i see what you're saying yeah and i i think because it's a standalone film and they're pulling it so far away from all the good things that DC's done with Wonder Woman. Uh, I believe, I believe that if he does what you're saying and knock it out of the park, they could pull him into the movies. But what if it wasn't really great? Then they could pull somebody else into the movies. Nobody really would yeah. credit them for, or would they take anything away from it? So either way, move. It's kind of a safe play for DC to to make this kind of a step away from. Uh, Wonder Woman and you know Justice League. I'm saying Wonder Woman a lot because Wonder Woman was so good and Justice League was not. Oh, yeah, was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Justice League Ugh. to me fell flat. Too much, too much. Real, um, uh, okay, I, I can't get around it. I really, honestly can't get around. I usually don't harp on things so much, but Henry Cavill's upper lip. <laughs> I love that Deadpool makes fun of it in that, in that trailer. Hey, it's not like CJ and I in a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was bad yeah and you could see where josh whedon's handprints were on on that movie with the opening scene with him taking the selfie with the kid then the the end of the credit scene him racing with the flash that's josh whedon right there that's not dark yeah. it's, it, I, I actually liked those both those scenes um justice league was it was close man it was close to me it it just it had some turmoil with between two directors and one kind of getting fired, it seemed like, or maybe he had to drop out for uh, issues, you know, family issues. But uh, hopefully this Joker movie, it looks like it's going to pull itself away from this and kind of start an origin story. So you're right. If Walking Phoenix knocks it out of the park and they try to make another run at, you know, you know, Justice League and then Joker's the main villain and maybe not Deathstroke, that would be crazy cool, you know, or part of it, you know, Justice League 2 or something like that. That would be cool. Oh, Deathstroke's going to be the main villain, I think, in the Batman movie. That would be cool, too. I'm with that, man. I love Deathstroke, yeah. So, on the rumor side of things, that is all I have for this week. A lot of different rumors out there. I We could talk about it for two hours for how much stuff that you find online, but it's all rumors. So, anything we just said above is all just a rumor. So, next, we're just going to touch on one trailer, and we talked about it last week. Damien, and that's the second trailer, I believe the second or third trailer actually for Ready Player Second. Second, okay, great. Ready Player One, which is coming out March 30th. I know you're super excited for it. I'm extremely, extremely happy this movie was made, and I'm extremely excited for it. Not just because of the Easter egg in the middle of the movie, but all the little Easter eggs that are on the outside of the movie. And this movie is directed by Steven Spielberg. I'm so glad that he got his hands onto this thing. I love him. Uh, I know you do too. Most people do. But we were looking at it today before the show. 
could you even count how many different Easter eggs you'd have to freeze frame every frame? No, this is an insane. This is like if you were to spend the entirety of Roger Rabbit in Toontown. Yeah, yeah, completely. Because yeah, and try to pick out all the little you have characters, so, all the different characters yeah. from every different studio, because uh, that, that's exactly what's going on. And the thing is, it's not just that they are that they are using their character, you know, the likenesses of things. They are being true to the franchises. I mean, down to the DeLorean having the proper proper year. Uh, placement of year of time and everything. Mind blown. I mean, it's just. References to '80s games left and right galore. I mean, there's even. I mean, and it's not just like it's just like old stuff that's in there. I mean, they even have stuff from uh, from Overwatch. Yeah, is two in Raiders in there. Yeah, uh, Gears of War, Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. and even Freddy Krueger, which is an '80s character, but Freddy Krueger when he gets shot in the trailer, uh, one of the coolest things I saw is that he just turns into gold coins. <laughs> I mean. Uh, it's just and it's then, just incredible. Well, yeah, he gets shot, and so is Chucky. Chucky gets yeah, shot Chucky too. Gets shot too. J- Jason is in it. I mean, it's and, it's just. And nuts. we can go on like this for a good twenty minutes. You know, Iron Giant. You know, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's a. I love what they're doing with this movie to bring in the Oasis, and in the Oasis, you can just make up and bring in whatever you want. Uh, I I love this. That I'm waiting for the after the movie. Easter egg that they put in that they put in creating a sequel, and it's just a bunch of little deformed knuckles saying, "Do you know the way?" <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing if they did that. <laughs> uh, this this movie, I know most people have heard about this movie or seen the trailer or seen trailer number two so far or read the book or read the book. Yeah, oh, I, of course, I completely dropped that, but or read the book, but. This this movie is going to take us someplace that I don't think we've ever been taken before. I think people have tried to take us into... Lawnmower Man. <laughs> yeah, something, some virtual reality like this. But this is going a whole different level. And to the point where you see like the resistance outside of the Oasis, and then the resistance going into the Oasis. You need to see the Final Fantasy characters being played by the resistance. I mean, it's just incredible. There's too many things to point out, too many things to see. I cannot wait for this movie to go out. And we spoke about it last time, uh, last week, that it has to be like a geekologist radio. Go sit down and watch the movie together. Yeah. And I actually have, I actually have uh, my six days off will be that time. So it's like I can try to figure out. We can figure out something, I yeah. Go, yeah, go down and. I like. I feel like it's something that we should do. Like we should go. I think we, this is something where we'll go see the movie, do the podcast right after, and do a podcast maybe at the same house. Yeah, or we like could that. totally do it in mic. my office. There's plenty of space, and we could take the kids. There's Cenotopia. I don't know if people outside of here know what Cenotopia is, but it's a great movie theater with food and chairs that lean back, and it's really great. So that's it for trailers. We just wanted to touch on Ready Player One, March thirtieth. Get ready for the Easter eggs. Get ready for us to talk about that movie a lot when it comes out. I'm almost <laughs> excited about that as you are for Sea of Thieves. Almost. But I know you're much more excited for the Sea of Thieves. <laughs> so this week, I know that we had said that we were going to do our, our, our recap and things like that. But with all these things that came up in front of us, we wanted to be, we wanted to be able to give you guys stuff that is relevant. And the relevance stuff that came up, not that the other stuff isn't relevant, but... We that can be an entire show in itself, 
and we're sitting there right around the 125 mark and everything. We're trying to keep things down to a 90 minute time frame so that you guys aren't going to sit through two hours because like the last couple episodes, <laughs> though, though have been fun. They've been really fun to record. Two hours can sometimes be a long time for you to be able to get a full episode in. 90 minutes, you know, drive to work, lunch break, and then drive back. Typically, you can have it done in. So it works. Beautiful. And that's what the that's the time frame that we're trying to keep in. So every week we might not have a main event. We might just be where we just have these sections. Like this section, in a, instead of the main event, kind of we had rumors. We had that stuff. And rumors are fun because it gives us a chance to talk out to everything. It gives us a chance to look into what's going on. And like I put out a tweet, you know, hey, uh, it's podcast time. Tweet us your thoughts on Sea of Thieves Beta and hear them on our show, Geekologist Radio. Now... I haven't got any, any replies to that, but if I get replies to that, what's going to happen is I'm going to take those and I will write them down and we will say that in next week's episode. We're going to start trying to be more active like that. So if you follow us, follow us our like our personal Twitters and everything else, and it'll give us an opportunity to be, you know, communicate with us, game with us, do all the stuff. We are prepping. I mean, the preps, prepping work is basically done now. Yep. We know what what we are doing. We know basically how to do it. The main thing that's kind of the hold up right now for going live actually right now is just getting the artwork put together to be able to put our our screens up so it's not just boring and you're just looking at two cameras you know, two camera angles or three camera angles. Uh you do so have a pretty working, face though. So your your face is pretty, so people are gonna want to look at it. Yeah, but remember, no nipples. No nipples on Twitch. <laughs> you, I can wear pasties, though. <laughs> That's such a silly role. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Christ-y. laughs> yeah, no no nipples, but you can wear pasties. And then I can do body paint. <laughs> you would look very sexy if you did a pirate body paint. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Just call me sloth. <laughs> hey, you guys! Guys! <laughs> <laughs> Baby Ruth? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys. Uh, with that, Nick, where can I where can I relocate you? You can find me on Twitter at Nick and PDX, all one word. And I'll also, we we will be tweeting stuff out at the beginning of the show if we're talking about something. That way, you guys can ask questions and you can hear yourself on on the the show. That'd be great to answer questions too. I love that you send out a CFE's tweet, and then I just don't know enough, so I would have asked you a question. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get we like we'll get more act like we'll get a lot more act, act uh, action through all this stuff once we're out live and people are in watching this stuff and it's going to be a slow grind at first. We know that we might get one, two, three viewers at first, but we're going to stick with it just like we stuck with the podcast and we keep going through. I mean, technically, even though it said this will be official episode ninety three, we are actually sitting guys about one hundred sixteen episodes. That's uh, from start to finish, and I mean that's. Uh, that's just us. We just keep going. We keep going out. We keep coming back each week, and we will continue to do so because this is, you know, this is granting us opportunities. This has given us, you know, this, we love talking about this stuff. We love the fact that, you know, 50, 60 people, whatever, each week listen, listen in and stuff, and that we're doing something for people that, you know, that enjoy it. And once the website does come up, the website will be like, Nick and I like to write. And there's been, we had some cool articles that we had written in the past that we didn't. Our website wasn't set up as as the way that is, is user friendly as well. And that's that's only but that wasn't anybody's fault. Uh, our website guy's amazing. It was just basically we didn't ask for the right kind of setup, 
And so we're getting that going now. And we're going to be able to have something that you'll be able to easily see the articles, be able to click on them, comment on them, whatever you guys want to do. And we're going to just write. If we buy, I don't know, if we buy a faceplate for a controller when we install it off of Amazon, we're going to do a review on it. We're going to talk about, you know, we'll have reviews up there for just health, better living, things like that. Uh, you know, just a lot of stuff. Because, I mean, I I will not lie to you. I start t- tilted the scales when we started talking about, you know, doing 2.0 around 286 pounds. The largest I've ever been. Wow. Um, Are you really 286? I was. Oh, geez. I'm 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 two seventy I'm two seventy two right well, that's now. That's good. Good for you, man. Um, you're on the right path, man. Yeah, two two seventy two, uh, and it's just we you know we're gamers, we're geeks, we're all this stuff. But what we also want to do is promote the balance, life balance, and being able to be healthy gamers. Yep. Healthy, healthy geeks, all that stuff. And there, we will give little tips, little tricks, things that we're doing that is like succeeding for us, whether that be, you know, you know, just if you, if you guys are having a problem, if you're trying to do it and we know how to do it, like my sister has gone from like my sister when I, I mean, when we were kids was very, very, very large and she's, she's dropped the weight and she stayed healthy and everything. And that's that's uh nick that's that's your wife and she's continually she's still continually working at it she does yeah she's a great great example of the things that you can do yep and i would let you know if you guys people like it and stuff like that we will get her on and have her do an episode where she can come on and she can talk she can talk about the things and i will admit that there was a time in my life when i was not necessarily the nicest individual towards her (laughs) and i mean it was it was and it was I was a bully about about the weight and things like that. I mean, and now look at it. She's not being a bully to me, but now <laughs> I'm, I'm the big boy. So another thing I want to mention too, but, Damon, is that I went onto our iTunes page, which I frequently do, and there is a few comments on there. But I would like people to please rate us, even if you don't like us. You know, just rate us. Leave a comment. Maybe you leave a comment. I do read them. Leave a comment about what you like or what you would like something else or you like this segment, you didn't like that, or you don't like Damien at all. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> but rate us, review us. You know how it works. Go to Google Play, subscribe I'm to us. I'm not changing my name to anything else. <laughs> I am Damien Dash. <laughs> subscribe, to, subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts at. You can find us on ninjapancake.com along with a whole bunch of other great podcasts. I mean, come on, guys. It's... Not, I mean, granted, you know, there's always that argument of what's better, ninjas or pirates or pancakes, ninjas versus pirates or pancakes. Yeah, pancakes even. But I think a ninja pancake, I think that takes the cake. <laughs> check, check them out. <laughs> check out all the stuff on there. They got a lot of different podcasts. Uh, Analog Assault, which is the boys from Texas. Well, they're all over, but a couple of them are from Texas. Good, good guys. Great guys. Uh, you got, of course, the one of the original founders of Ninja Pancake, their podcasts you have, which happens to be a great one to go into. You know, Division's doing good right now. Yeah. Division two's announced. Go check out Bombshell Jackets. And, you know, it's just a it's a good division podcast. You get you full of information and lots of stuff to be <laughs> to enjoy. With that, we are out of here. I'm gonna go get some rest or maybe jump in and play a little bit more <laughs> CFP. <laughs>